Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are watching a master at work. This is NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wes Johnson from California. Jason Bowen is off this week. In his spot, we have Cody Spears from Texas. He joined us uh, a few months ago. He's back to go over our topics tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about quarterbacks and their potential landing spots for this upcoming offseason. When you think about it, at least on a surface value, you wouldn't think there's going to be too many quarterbacks that change spots, but the number is really creeping up there at least on uh, in terms of how current quarterbacks are performing and how some teams might have a need. So that is the rub tonight. We're going to spitball quarterbacks and where they could go and what teams they might end up on this offseason. And, of course, we'll intermix some of the current dealings in the NFL along the way. First, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline has a new web, inter- web interface for the start of the basketball season, and it has more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50, believe 50, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right on down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Betonline.ag where the game starts. Like I said, at the top of the show, we're going to go through the potential quarterback carousel last year. And about January, we were told there would be unprecedented quarterback movement. And if you include draft picks that would start, we did see a bunch of it. And I think secretly, quietly, sneakily, we might be on that same path this year with some of the big names that might be on the move with Sean Watson, Russell Wilson, maybe, Rodgers is always a 50-50 over the last, what, 15, 16 months. So we're going to go look at destinations that might need quarterbacks and which men might fill them. And let's see, we're going to start with the AFC and tunnel our way down to the very end with the Seahawks. The first on our docket is the Miami Dolphins, who drafted Tua Tagovailoa. I always messed that up. I probably messed it up again. A couple of years ago, and I am will eternally be of the opinion that quarterbacks would need like three, like clockwork, three years to develop. That's why I'm not low on Jalen Hurts, who we'll talk about in a little bit. But it seems, if you believe some of the credible rumors, that Tua, that experiment might be over, especially if Deshaun Watson goes there. So, as our guest tonight, Cody, I'm going to start with you. If you had to predict the Dolphins in 2022, what does their quarterback situation look like? I could really see Deshaun Watson over there in Miami there. I kind of talked with Wes earlier in the week about how their owner really wants to put fans in the seats. And he always has, you make those headline deals. I remember that one off season, they spent all that money and their team already had no direction. Uh, I definitely think that making a move for Watson would make a lot of sense for Miami. If not, they should for sure stick with Tua. I mean, he hasn't even had 16 games fully started and used to. They'd give people almost their whole rookie contract to prove it. Like Bortles yeah. was awful. <laughs> even in that one year, he was good. He was awful. And he had all the time in the world. And I don't know if it's just Miami or what, but 
I got to think to a, like we'll talk about later, but two would look good in Washington or Carolina or something like that. If Miami don't want them, I think someone else definitely will. So I'd say Watson to Miami, but okay. I definitely should stick with Tua. Yeah, I, I just sometimes because I was reared in the 90s for football, it's so surprising to me. We have such a quick hook on quarterbacks because in theory, if you had this mindset, you should have been done with Josh Allen in his second year. This guy can't mm-hmm. hit the broad side of a barn, might as well go trade for a veteran. And then look how foolish you would have looked. Now, I'm not saying Tua will be as good as Allen, but it's so strange to me how they, how teams like educated executives are like, well, nah, or at least that's the vibe we get. Uh, West, and then, yeah. Uh, and then sometimes if you know, you know, you look at the Cardinals of Josh Rosen, but <laughs> to me, you have shown it. And if anything, these rumors the past two weeks, he's been balling out. So yeah, I definitely do think it'd be a big mistake, especially considering the contract they'd have to take on and yeah. the risk. The, the risk is what gets me. Uh, Wes, tell us about Miami and your prediction on their quarterback ship. Sure. Uh, I'll touch on Miami, and then there's a little bit of breaking news that just came through um, that I think maybe we'll talk on a little bit as well. Um, for Miami, uh, I mean, all the all the rumors, all the – uh, evidence is pointing to Deshaun Watson probably winding up in Miami. Um, I know it's leaked, I think, from uh, the Houston side that as of right now, I think this was like last week, uh, Miami has the best package. Um, they're probably hoping to drive up the price. Um, moving on from Tua and uh, taking on Deshaun Watson does have it its own risk. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, currently 26 years old, um, being paid $39 million this year, um, is signed through the 2026 season. Uh, Tua is 23 years old on a $7.5 million deal this year through uh, 2024. Um, so there's room to grow with Tua. Um as Cody mentioned, 16 games, um, not a whole lot of, um, you know, burn to, to really see what you have into a, uh, his weapons this year have been injured. Devonte Parker has been injured. Um, uh, their free agent signing it's escaping me. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Yeah. He's probably going to come back from IR. I think this week I heard, um, but he, he hasn't had the, the weapons that he needs to throw to, and he's still been producing. So, yeah. Not to mention the offensive line has to be up there with the worst in the league. I, I'm someone who can name three offensive linemen from each team. And I could maybe name <laughs> one from this maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, this group, I don't think necessarily buys into quarterback record, but I know there's a lot of fans that do. And Tua is seven and six. And that's like what you want from a young quarterback, you know, just par for the course, build on it, just like Josh Allen did. So uh, with my take on Watson is that for me, like, you know, I'm a notorious Vikings fan. And so is the rest of the panel that, he would have to be completely exonerated for me to feel good about having him lead the football team from a moral standpoint and then spending $40 million a year on him. 
Um, and even then, I'd have to wonder, like, well, how'd they get that exoneration? Because this is 22 females. And I don't personally right. believe that they just collectively got together and said, let's smear this guy. Uh, that's the way I, I, I live my life, erring on the side of uh, the accuser in this circumstance, accusers. So, uh, but you can't deny that the Miami has interest. And uh, it's no secret that I, I just can't believe that they would get rid of somebody they um, were extremely high on with Tua. But if it meant getting Watson in his purest form and you could forget about everything even remotely surrounding him, then yeah, of course you'd spring on that. But it's too dicey, especially when the NFL is like, well, we're not sure. Uh, we don't have enough to suspend them, but we usually suspend dudes when they're embroiled in controversy like this. So it's 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 weird. What was the well, news? What was the news? Yeah. Uh, so this just in: uh, defensive end JJ Watt will undergo um, shoulder surgery. Uh, recovery is likely at least three months, so it's going to uh, scrap him for the rest of the season. Oh man! Um, I know we talked about this in the preseason how. The, the guy just can't stay healthy, and uh, it's unfortunate. Um, you have to wonder what that's going to do for um, the overall depth and uh, tenacity of the Arizona defense uh, moving forward. I think that when he was acquired, when he posted like that weightlifting photo that you know hit the source was him, that he was going there. I think the only thing I said to keep in mind was in the last five seasons prior to that point, he had missed 50% of all games. Yeah. And it looks like he's on deck to make play 50% or so of the games this year. So sometimes these statistics that this moron tweets hold a little <laughs> bit of weight. Uh, sorry, I, I cut you. I cut you off, Cody, when we tried to get to that news bit. What'd you have? Uh, I was going to say with Deshaun Watson, uh, you also got to think about the potential pushback of wherever he goes and maybe even that area. One of the reasons why he might say he wants to go to Miami. What if it's less pushback in a environment like that? You got to think kind of like when Michael Vick went to Philadelphia and a much smaller case, you have everybody, you know, against the abuse of dogs and things like that. Whereas Michael Vick was guilty and things like that. I'm sure that there, he's going to have a lot of fans of whatever team he goes to treat him like he's guilty, whether he's exonerated good. or not. So good, it good is for both of them. Like, I mean, it is good, that, good that that happened. It is interesting to think about places he would go and the pushback that would happen there. And maybe that is a little telling of he might go somewhere like Miami where they might be a little bit more relaxed <laughs> versus some other areas. Yeah, where you just kind of yeah. expect that kind of stuff in Miami. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so we got to <laughs> keep going down. Brian McKinney on this on this podcast with Miami. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he'd, he'd slap me right now. Uh, all right, so we got to motor through this list. We spent a good ten minutes, but that's okay on the Dolphins. So if we if we run out of time, we'll have to do a rapid fire like we did last week with pretenders and contenders. Mm-hmm. But again, that's all right. The next one we have is the Steelers, and I think this is the most obvious one that barring a mid-season, late-season run by Ben Roethlisberger where he suddenly looks like a top 10 or dude. This is probably his maiden voyage. Whether or not they make the playoffs is up for interpretation. But this one is uh, extremely, extremely interesting because they haven't had a new signal caller since 2004. So, Wes, who quarterbacks the 2022 Steelers, a rookie or a veteran? Um, I am go- going to go with a veteran. Uh, I believe they'll still be paying. The Steelers will still be paying some of uh, Ben's 
salary next year, yeah, they'll have a $10 million cap hit, so they can't dip in too heavily. Um, I will throw out a curveball here, one that did not make our list, but I believe should be a free agent, and that would be uh, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, he's a free agent? I think he might be. I think he signed a one-year deal in... in Buffalo. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, at least from what I can tell, uh, Matt Nagy has made a, a mess of the bears. So, um, he likely made a mess of Trubisky and, <laughs> um, maybe, you know, landing somewhere will, will help him, uh, you know, in Buffalo, he can learn actual football and apply that and future spot. Oh, I like that. That's a good shot at the Bears. I enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> Cody, who quarterbacks the Steelers next year, a veteran or a rookie? I definitely have the Steelers as a veteran team. My shot in the dark, let's go with Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. I think going into free agency, if he got to pick, that team got a lot of history. They got weapons all over the place. Yeah. And a defense that he's been wanting for a while. Um, a lot of people are saying Denver. I got someone that I think that's going to go to Denver. We'll get onto them later, but I think Aaron Rodgers and Pittsburgh would be nasty. Yeah, well, there's no doubt it would be because you'd have a guaranteed good defense, um, Mm -hmm. and then then you'd have a second year Najee and the uh, like, just just the (laughs) dynamic, like the constant threesome of wide receivers who are good, like never great outside of since Hines. Um, but always good. And right now it's Deontay Claypool and then Juju when mm-hmm. he's not hurt. So yeah, I can see it. So here's the deal on, on the Trubisky thing. That is extremely intriguing. I thought he was there for an extra year, but perhaps not. Um, but I think that they would follow that up with a draft pick as insurance. Uh, the way that they're trending, they'd probably have a pick right in the middle of the draft. I don't know if they'd spend that on a first rounder, but I think that just the way that they do things, if they're not sold on Dwayne Haskins, which there's no reason that they should be at least, doesn't doesn't really enter the conversation. I think that they would have Trubisky as not a patch over guy, but a, a definite rookie waiting in the wings to throw in there and start this all over again, all over again, and hope that they. See, I think with that culture, they're going to be hard pressed to find a window to where they can take things slowly. They're going to be wanting to win now every year, go to the playoffs every year. Yeah. Yep. Who better than the guy we've seen do it? Up close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but over in the AFC now. All right. Let's do the same division. The Browns. I put this one on here because they have a strange decision to make. They were quarterback deprived for 30 years, 35 years. And now they have one who is good, but he's not great. And unless he shows intensified maturity in terms of on the field acumen, he's not ever going to be great. He's kind of being going to be in Cousinsville where he's between the 10th and the 15th best quarterback, but he'll want to be paid in the top 10. So I think that because they have such a long history of ineptitude at quarterback, they will ultimately pay him, but I threw it on the list to see what your guys' takes were. So Cody, you give me the Browns. Are they, are they married to Mayfield? I think the Browns got to give it at least one more year. Uh, You think about everything Mayfield has brought to this team. And especially some of the stats show last year, he had three bad weather games. Uh, you put in his averages for those three games and he ends up becoming a top 15 quarterback in the league. I think with that type of offense, you just need 
someone not to make mistakes and to make plays when needed, when they're all healthy. That being said, I definitely see the Browns as a frisky team. That opening comes up for them to go take a real good shot at that title. I think they can definitely take that. But I do think they bring him back on some – He doesn't. I don't think he gets a record-breaking deal, but maybe some one-year franchise tag. Yeah, possibly. that's a good After idea. After that shoulder surgery, come back and prove it. They simply cannot give him one of these DAC deals. He's not that good, and if his agent says that, then you can tell him – Goodbye, because he he cannot get forty eight mm-hmm. million or forty five million. West, well, what's you're your take? Two top fifteen running backs <laughs> as well. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Baker Mayfield's twenty six years old. Uh, he's currently on a eight point one million dollar deal signed through the twenty twenty three season. Uh, so it behooves them to at least give it one more year, see what they have, and then uh, if it comes to it, they could probably move out from under that last year of the deal or just bench him and and put somebody else in um but yeah i I think they write it out for another year and see where it goes so 2018 2019 yeah i forgot about the fifth year option normally when you have a first round commodity quarterback you don't wait unless it's like bridgewater where it's an injury type of thing you don't wait and then see how he does because it's kind of disrespectful uh, but in this case, they might be their hand might be forced so that they don't have any other choice. Like we got to see if you're the real deal. Um, and the, it he exemplifies like this new age debate that we have on offenses. Like, do we need to not stick with a good quarterback in pursuit of a great quarterback, or do we build a team around a good quarterback with a defense and offensive line? And Vikings fans know all about it. And so do other franchises. Um, Or do you say, God, you know, this guy, he does a lot of good things, but he's not quite Mahomes or Russell Wilson. So therefore he's not going to cut it. And I don't, I don't think general managers think that way. Maybe these, these dolphins general managers do, but uh, it it seems like because they Browns went through such a rough patch, like that's saying it nicely that they should at least just continue the Stefanski train and surround Baker with the weapons and hope that they they're one of those teams that, Baker takes them to the Super Bowl by being good, but not great, because he's simply not great like some of the top fivers. Yeah. Next one is a uh, complete free for all as uh, the Texans, <laughs> because Gerard Taylor looked the part, but now we don't really know if he was the part because he got hurt. Davis Mills is there, a third round draft pick. Uh, we had Paul Charchian on our Vikings show last week, and he's super impressed with Davis Mills, even though the numbers aren't bearing out. Uh, that he, you know, doing any what he likes what he's seeing. So Texans, I, I just, I don't know anything about how they run the general manager. They got like five running backs that are pretty good. And I don't know what their long-term plan at quarterback is. Uh, the, the deal breaker with Watson has always been that before he got in the shenanigans, he didn't want to play there to begin with. And so they're, they're at square one. And I don't know if Davis Mills is somebody you build around or if you, you know, they're going to have a top three pick. Do they go try it again? What do they do, Wes? Um, so Tyrod is on a one-year deal, uh, $5.5 million, uh, 32 years old. Uh, Davis Mills, third-round draft pick, drafted right after um, Kellen Mond, who the Vikings took. Um, man, I, from what I'm hearing, a lot of teams are holding out for uh, the 2023 
draft season. Uh, I believe there's a few quarterbacks in the pipeline that are supposed to be uh, franchise changers. So uh, we should see a lot more uh, tank for Tua for for what it's worth uh, with those teams for whoever those quarterbacks are. Um, I think maybe the uh, Texans re-signed Tyrod for another year and see what they have in Mills and then, you know, make a decision heading to 2023. That's a good point, uh, Cody. Would the Texans get Tua in the Watson deal? Mm, that's a tough one. Uh, why, would they, why would they need him? True. Uh, I think a lot of those theories about him, uh, there being like a three-way trade of sorts, those are pretty neat to listen to. I see. I actually have, uh, for the sake of this exercise, Mitchell Trubisky going to Houston. <laughs> you guys uh, are so <laughs> you guys are so high on him. Well, you think uh, some of these quarterbacks get lucky playing behind some of these guys uh, mixed with the right type of coaches? They'll kind of get this pedigree. Think of Jameis Winston going to New Orleans last year. Well, you also think of Mitchell Trubisky playing behind Josh Allen, and you can kind of think of Mitchell Trubisky as a Josh Allen light. In a sense, you know, he's kind of mobile, a little bit smaller, but, you know, built in all the right places to take a hit or run someone over for that extra yard. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to love that he was there in Buffalo. And so I think Mitchell Trubisky in Houston would be a good one for him to kind of rebrand himself. Um, But at the same time, he can go wherever Dabble goes because I see Brian Dabble going to be a head coach somewhere as well. (laughs) That would be a smart move. He definitely does needs to be one one that i have on my wish list in fact <laughs> all right uh, the next is the broncos and i uh, just because i watched it happen with peyton manning in 2012 and we saw the writing on the wall where there was almost a divorce from rogers in green bay i'm still sticking with that you know his girlfriend lives in boulder or whatever it is has a house there uh I, even w- we had turmoil last year with Rodgers even when they got to the NFC championship and by the way the Packers have lost four straight I love to say that out loud four straight NFC championships and the, 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 full disclosure the Vikings have lost six straight NFC championships but the Packers are close um so I I, I really do think that if Rodgers is serious this time about being done with Green Bay that he would go to the Broncos who will have a by that time have a new head coach probably Taylor Taylor made to coexist with Rogers. So I I'm going to stick by Rogers to Denver. Cause I felt that in my bones for quite some time, Cody, who's the Broncos quarterback next year. So for me, I got Matt Ryan going there. Ooh, okay. Uh, I think Matt Ryan's definitely going to play second fiddle to Aaron Rodgers this off season. I don't think he returns to Atlanta. Um, but similar to Philip Rivers waiting on Tom Brady to find a landing spot, it kind of, I think, that I, if I remember correctly, that's how that went down. Uh, I think if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to Denver, they're going to panic. And the next best thing for Denver is probably going to be Matt Ryan at that point, because I'd also have them as a veteran team ready to get someone and go lead this ship to the playoffs. So for me, it's definitely Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan. Although Aaron Rodgers is what everybody wants to see. I want to see it. Got a lot of Jerry Judy stock. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> quietly, the Falcons are three and three, and Matt Ryan has played well. And if you crunch out the numbers like I do every week with all three of the big metrics, he's about the fourteenth or fifth. Eh, no, he think he was within the top thirteen. He's playing well. I'm impressed. 
Yep. All right, Wes, what's what's the deal with the Broncos? Um man. They so they have Drew Locke um through we'll, 2023. We'll see, him, we'll see him before too long. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy's uh I think on the last year his deal uh 11.5 mil. Um they will be in the market. Um it is a veteranish team. I it's tough to say. I, I can see them actually going either way. I can see them striking out on uh, Aaron Rodgers deal or a Matt Ryan deal. Uh, Ryan is um, signed through the 2024 season at 30 mil a year, and Rodgers uh, can get out of his deal in 2023. Um, and he's at 33.5 mil. Oh, man. Uh, I, I think if they strike out on either of those two, they probably go heavy in the draft to try and uh, get a signal caller. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on George Payton because I think he said, all right, let's play with this Play-Doh for one year, what I inherited Elway's Play-Doh. And it started out great when you play the Jets, Jaguars, and Giants, and then they started playing the real NFL teams, and boom, they're three <laughs> and four. That's That's how it goes. And I think we'll start to see some power moves by Peyton if this season goes pear-shaped, and it'll start with Bangio's exodus because so far he just has not quite cut it. All right, the next, now we're in the NFC, so we're moving, we're moving right along. The next is the Washington football team who, coming into this season, I said this about three times in the preseason, so to speak, that they were the only team without a long-term plan at quarterback. They had Fitzpatrick, who – was supposed to be accompanied by this rip-roaring defense, but the, hey, this rip-roaring defense ranks 32nd in the NFL in terms of points allowed. So they suck, and Fitzpatrick doesn't even play because he's hurt, and then they have Taylor Heineke, who is a, a great emotional leader and like a, a guy that you love to watch because he kind of has the playground style. But I don't know that you would, you would build around him long-term other than uh, a guy that you'd start with a plan to bring in somebody else, a rookie, a youngster eventually. So the football team is completely up in the air. We know if the Vikings and Cousins experiment goes pear-shaped over these next 11 games that Cousins won't be going back there. So then you start to look at the way they do things. Will they look at Gardner Minshew? They looked at Alex Smith. Will they look in that same vein of Gardner Minshew or, uh, let's see, if Darnold didn't make it out alive in the Panthers – would they be content just going with a, a dude who's pretty good? Probably. They've shown they do it before. Or will they enter the rookie sweepstakes? So this one's tricky because they haven't really tipped their hand about how they view the position because they were content with Fitzpatrick and Heineke. And they're, boom, they're two and five. So, uh, Cody, tell us about the Washington football team for 2022. Don't you have to make people go there to play quarterback for them? Uh, I don't really see them adding any veterans. Most yeah. of the veterans they've added in the past, Ryan Fitzpatrick was kind of forced into it. No one else can <laughs> give him his 17th shot. Um, all the other guys at UDFAs are rookies, so I definitely expect them to dive into the rookie barrel and probably pick the wrong one. But I don't see them continuing. Uh, maybe t- Taylor Heineke is a bridge. I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick's there, there after this year. He's just there for a good time at this point. Uh, <laughs> so I think they're definitely adding one in the draft if they don't end up getting sneaky and getting Tua. 
Who that is that? That would be sneaky. Uh, keep in mind, and I say this somewhat frequently about three times a year, that when you ha- have a hit and miss on a first-round quarterback like they did Haskins, it habitually sets your team back between three and five years. And that's what we're experiencing right now, quietly, because their defense was pretty good and took them to the postseason last year. But when they missed on him, they didn't even give him very long to figure it out because of his shenanigans. Uh, if your team misses on a first round quarterback, you are sunk for at least three years. So, and they love to set themselves back. So. <laughs> that's the culture. The yeah. you can't release the the emails and all that, but that's the culture. Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> Wes, tell us about uh, the future of the Washington football team. Uh, yeah, I, I think quarterback for them will come from or through the draft. Um, a few of the names on the free upcoming free agency list were. Uh, available via trade or via free agency this past um, uh, summer. And they obviously passed on a few people or like Cody said, you know, weren't able to attract uh, a few people and uh, they are stuck with what they have now. Uh, So I would, so I would think the draft is probably their best bet to um, add a signal caller. And then yeah, they'll try to get it right. They don't have a good history in doing that. They did draft Cousins, and we think he's pretty good. RG3 was phenomenal for about a year and a half until injury injury hit. And then since then, no Suri Bob. Well, they can keep someone longer than four years if they replace that grass up there, Phil. <laughs> you heard about that 40-yard line guy, yeah. Alex Smith and Joe Deisman. Yeah, that's – I remember <laughs> – yeah, I remember seeing that and thinking, ah, are they twisting the facts a little bit for the narrative here to be, you know, good for mm-hmm. clicks? But no, it seems like it was spot on. And you can't catch a break beyond eerie. Uh, the next is the Giants, who are very intriguing because they have all of the offensive weapons in the world, which a lot of them are injured right now. Daniel Jones shows a lot of glimpses of being pretty good, but then he shows a lot of uh, glimpses of looking like an idiot. And he started out playing very well this year, but his stock has since dipped. Uh, They got a win against the Panthers last week. So Jones is right in that spot where we don't know if he's good or not. He is also in year three. His first year, he had all the fumbling problems. For the most part, he fixed that, but we just don't know if he's good. And they'll probably give him another season, but we've seen, and we're sitting here talking about the Dolphins. The Cardinals did it in the flesh two years ago. Uh, the Giants could be a team with movement. I guess I'll ultimately say that they'll probably give Jones another year. But what say you, Wes? Yeah, um, he's got one more year remaining on his contract. Um, he definitely has flashed the talent. Um, the biggest thing in New York is the injuries. They they just can't stay healthy, um, mainly on the offensive side of the ball. Um whether it's Jones, whether it's Saquon or, you know, pick a wide receiver out of a hat. Uh, all those guys have missed games, plural. Uh, so it, it comes down to health. Maybe they just need to clear out their training staff and bring in some, you know, real sports science people. And I, I have no idea. Something's going on in New York or I guess it's a, the stadiums in New, New Jersey. So, yeah, something's going on up there, and it needs to get figured out. Um, I, from the flashes that I've seen, I, I like what I've seen from Jones, and if he doesn't do it in 
New York. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind even seeing him in Minnesota. Cody, is the is this Jones thing? Is he going to figure it out, or will they throw in the towel and start over? I have uh, the Giants as a slow-moving franchise when it comes to that. Uh, it's speaking of eerie. It's eerie how Daniel Jones is like a modern version of Eli Manning. Uh, I think with Eli Manning, there's plenty of times that we were sitting there questioning whether he should be benched or they should move on, and they kind of just stuck with him. Uh, I kind of have that same trajectory for Daniel Jones. I don't know how they'll get on to the second contract, but I see him staying there. Uh, there's whispers about David Gentleman. Gentleman, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. The general manager maybe being on the house after this year. Uh, so. Yeah, Joe Judge coming from the Belichick tree and kind of acting like um in some scenarios will gruff and hard hard on the corners. Uh, I could see him cutting bait as soon as another option became available if the general manager wasn't there. I personally think Daniel Jones will be there at least another year or two. He's not completely incompetent, even though his, some of his um, mess ups could definitely be on a highlight reel of its own. Oh yeah, but the, that's the Giants. They're all for that. They have been since I've been watching the league. Yeah, and that's his biggest malfunction is that he has some of those highlights that um, change the dialogue or dictate the dialogue. They're like, yeah, it was kind of weird. He did that, and so he doesn't. He doesn't get a lot of good highlights. Uh, the mm-hmm. next team, next team, I didn't know if I should include, but Wes said throw him on there. That's the Eagles, and so Jalen Hurts is the weirdest fantasy football player in America. Because you can start him with a hell of a lot of good faith in fantasy football and expect 25 to 30 points, which is fine and dandy for quarterback. But then you sit down and watch the game and you're like, is this dude going to get benched? You're like, this guy sucks. Why do I have him as my QB one of my fantasy team? And it's happened to me multiple times this year. And so I'm paranoid. Like, do I need to go get a backup quarterback because he's not very good? And then when the night's over, I go look at the app and it's like 27.8 points. And I'm like, what a genius I was to draft him. So it's it's a very odd paradox. Um, same speech applies that I, I give about rookie quarterbacks. He does enough to uh, merit multiple years of development. I think he'll be pretty good. I don't think he'll ever be as good as Russell Wilson, but few are. So I think that if they're smart, they'll stay committed to him. Do you guys are you guys different? Uh, they have no reason not to stick out for this rookie contract. Uh, you talk about the shelf life of a mobile quarterback, or, or the media does all the time. And I mean, you've got another two years out of this guy. Um, let him run around out there. Your roster's not really in a position to where you're thinking for sure you're going to be at the playoffs at the end of the year. He definitely can take over things uh, or keep playing the way he is. He could take over the league big time in another year or two if he takes another step forward as a passer. And with the fourth quarter thing with his with his numbers like you were talking about, I play DraftKings and I pick him every single week. He's that good. But there in the third quarter, I'm looking at my girlfriend's telling her, Sorry, there went a little bit of more money out the window on DraftKings, and that ends up coming through at the end. I can't yeah. believe it. Literally every week this season. Yeah, well, I've been on the opposite. I play in so many leagues that I've been bitten by garbage time from him, costing because it was on Monday night against the Cowboys. And I lost in two leagues because he was classic garbage time, and I'm just watching the score go the other direction, and I'm like, this son of a bitch. 
And <laughs> and I, in the other leagues, I've already won when I the leagues that I do have them. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Wes, Jalen Hurts, uh, if they actually gave the ball to Miles Sanders, it might make his life a little bit better. But they, Or I'm, Kenneth Gainwell. <laughs> I've been calling his name all yeah. summer. Wes knows it. It's one of my yeah. favorite players. <laughs> tell us about the Eagles. Tell us about Hurts. Yeah, on the Hurts fantasy tip, um, he's the only quarterback to score over 20 points in uh, <laughs> standard scoring in every game so far this year. Um, I heard that on um, a podcast earlier, and I was pretty surprised. But, yeah, I, I agree. Um, the eye test doesn't pass with Hurts. Um he is young. He's 23 years old. Um, he has, I think, just over 10 starts on uh, his career. Uh, so, I mean, th- this is another situation where, uh, like with Tua, where, you know, kind of got to see it out, see what uh, some additional years and some additional experience can bring. Um, they have a new coach in Nick Sirianni, who um don't know much about but um he's an offensive guy so maybe he can get the most out of uh hurts uh with um you know he he had an off season with him this off season but um multiple off seasons usually help these young quarterbacks a lot well you see Lamar Jackson didn't learn to throw the ball until what this year and he already won an MVP <laughs> yeah <laughs> the the very true the bar has been set so this is the problem with Tua and Jalen is that when a young exciting quarterback isn't quite Mahomes isn't quite Herbert then or isn't quite Lamar then general managers and fans they either get jealous or they get cynical because they're like well we can go find a guy who comes out of the league with that college just like Herbert in reality you really can't you either have to grow around the dude that you have or keep drafting every year thinking you're gonna get one of these home run hitters and they're just few and far between and it'll never sounds, cease to never cease to amaze me that people don't grasp this. It sounds like an Adam West topic right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're in our division, the NFC North with the Packers. Uh, so Sally uh, from Minneapolis, who's Sal Spice, who sometimes joins the show. She and I on the record, were convinced that Aaron Rodgers would never play for the Packers again during that three months of hoopla. And so I am not going to, uh, I'm going to believe it when I see it, I should say, for him to depart the Packers. Even though I predict he'll ultimately go to the Broncos, I have to have it both ways because the Packers directly affect my life. And I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, I don't even know if they're sold on Jordan Love anymore. But what do you guys, uh, Wes, what do you think on the Packers? today? Is it Rodgers again or is it too early? I think it's probably Rodgers again. Um, I forget the exact uh, agreement that was made. Was it if this season doesn't work out, they they will entertain finding Basically, a home for him. Yeah, I think they I think they said through the media they'll let him pick where he goes. Yeah. Let <laughs> <laughs> Gutkunst deliver on that. Right. Let him say Minnesota. Let's see if that happens. <laughs> Poison pills out the wazoo. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that's. I I just can't. I can't see them letting him just walk. Um, I don't know if Jordan Love is is the quarterback for them. Maybe I I just 
I haven't seen enough of him. I, I didn't watch any of the preseason games to see how he performed. Um, but I mean, that that's a pretty big step to um, hand over the keys to a relatively unknown um, with a team that's, you know, uh, year in, year out in contention for a division, let alone a division title. So, Cody, what, what say you on the Packers? Cody, I think got Cody's, got, Cody's got the audio snake bite. There Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I do think that they go with Jordan Love. Uh, they've had plenty of time to see him in camp. At some point this year, they probably even thought he was QB1. I uh, do got to say it's interesting. I didn't know that they said that they'd let him pick. Uh, it would be fun if he picked the Vikings or something like that. <laughs> uh, I don't think you could go to the Bears because I don't think you can own a team and play for them at the same time. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I think that's against the rules. Uh, but I do think Aaron Rodgers leaves, uh, which will be very interesting for the rest of the division. Uh, but uh, Jordan Love, I for sure think is going to be the guy that takes over over there. Uh, they've committed to this course a long time ago. You better reap those <laughs> rewards or it was all for naught. You're going to chase off or piss off your Hall of Fame quarterback and just say you're just kidding. I mean... <laughs> it could work. The green, the Aaron Rodgers can do whatever he wants to the Green Bay Packers. So I would have put it out of the realm of possibility. But I think most of us are just so committed to him leaving and seeing him go do Tom Brady, Peyton Manning stuff somewhere else. Yeah, and yeah. there's a there's a a very credible stance or theory that says, who are we to doubt the Packers with quarterback drafting? Because they've had. 30 years of prosperity of hall of fame play. And we're poking fun about whether or not Jordan love is even that good. Well, we should shut our mouths mm-hmm. because we thought <laughs> Rogers was going to be the step back way back in 2008. So, yeah, I remember playing Madden. He had like a 72 overall rating. <laughs> and I was like, who is this guy? Back yeah. when I was first getting into the league. And even out of the gate, the, the Vikings and Favre dominated him. And it was like, okay, well, and it just felt like a great omen that he wasn't very good because uh, the, the Favre-led Vikings got the best of them, and they mm-hmm. were finally going to have decent quarterback play, but not this Hall of Fame stuff. And then a year later, it became Hall of Fame stuff. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Favre can play forever and take <laughs> us to many Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next, uh, this is a segue to the Vikings, and we're well versed on this topic. So, I for Vikings territory in several articles. <laughs> I've written that uh, Zimmer and head coach Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins are a package deal because I believed that if the Vikings miss the postseason, the blame will be laid at the feet of Zimmer and Cousins collectively. But Cousins has done something that he hasn't done before, and that's have a very good September. Usually he's a slow starter. He doesn't suck in September, but he is not the same guy that he is, especially November and sometimes October. So he's been consistently good since the start of the season, and he's changing the dialogue about himself amongst fans. And uh, Paul Charchian told us last week that owners absolutely listen to the sentiment about their quarterback and their coach. So I'm starting to believe that perhaps they're not a package deal. If, if Cousins keeps doing his thing and doesn't have any turd games or doesn't have multiple turds, that he would play out his contract after a restructured deal that added a year or so on. So he doesn't play under that $45 million cap hit. 
uh, because I, I, I simply think that he is pretty good. Uh, I think he's about the 11th best quarterback in the business, and you should be able to build pieces around that. So I've, I'm starting to shift. And first of all, I do believe the Vikings will make the postseason, and it'll make this decision easy, so to speak. But otherwise, there's Kellen Mond, or there is the everlasting Vikings fascination of trying a different veteran and see if that works. Cody, I'll give you first crack at the Vikings topic. Kirk Cousins deserves all the credit for winning over the fan base because it was definitely turned against him. Uh, but he definitely should write you a thank you note as well. Uh, I start, first started following you like a, a year and a half ago on Twitter, and that's whenever I was finding out that Kirk Cousins, you know, he is worth the bang for the buck at that price, and now he's kind of a deal this yeah. season. It's weird and, to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember a year and a half ago, you would have people trying to ratio in your tweets all the time about Kirk Cousins being a good quarterback. And nowadays you don't really see that at all. Mm-hmm. It's all about Mike Zimmer. And I do think you have a point in saying that the owners listen to what people think about their quarterbacks. And now you have a bunch, what I think is more number eight jerseys in the stadium, people rooting <laughs> for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is awesome. I have now have friends on Twitter who root for Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think he's definitely going to win over the fan base when he takes us to the playoffs this year. And <laughs> even putting up a clunker in the playoffs that would have been condemning this time last year. And yeah. both of them would have been gone. Uh, so I think this year, I don't think he puts up a clunker in the playoffs, but he's safe. I think Kirk gets extended. And depending on the rest of the year, I don't know if you could say the same about Mike Zimmer or even the general manager. Yeah, those wow. two something should stay for sure. Those two are tricky, and it's the it, this is the most basic thing in the world, and I can't believe it's taken people almost four years to understand. Kirk Cousins, if he does not have a decent offensive line, is not that good. He does not move like Mahomes or Wilson, and he never will. But if he does have an average offensive line, let alone a good one, if we ever get that. He is deadly. He is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he doesn't, that's what separates him from being elite is he does not. And most quarterbacks don't circumvent shitty pass protection, but he especially doesn't. So uh, well, Wes, on those mm-hmm. on those good teams, uh, do you think that they would like, say, the Browns? Do you think they would resign Baker or resign Kirk if Kirk was on that team? Uh, oh. All those good teams, I think they definitely re-sign Kirk and keep him, and that's yeah. because he's a good quarterback. That's worth it. We would be so dumb to move on from him. Yeah, sorry about that. On to you, Wes. Oh, no, Wes, I'm no. I'm I'm extremely curious to what you have to say on the 2022 quarterback for the Vikings. Uh, I am right in line with you guys. I believe it will be Kirk Cousins. I believe he gets extended. Uh, one to help out the cap situation um, moving forward into future years, and then two, uh, due to how he has performed this year. Uh, I also agree with you that it's very possible and plausible that uh, Mike Zimmer might not be the head coach uh, entering the season next year. And as a curveball replacement, we will go with a Minneapolis born. Kyle Shanahan uh, to come in and assume head coaching duties. <laughs> so Lynch would fire Shanahan. So he, here's uh, Shanahan's record. So he had the one year where he brought the Niners to the Super Bowl. They were 13 and three in, in that year. 
you take out those 13 wins. Uh, so with those 13 wins, he has a, a 31 and 39 record over five years. You take out those 13 wins and his record is pretty dismal. Um, maybe he's better suited for offense, offensive coordinator job, but uh, I, I think he'll probably get one more crack at a head coaching gig uh, with name recognition alone. Um he has a history with cousins. I could definitely see that happening. Um, San Francisco it, also is off to a, a poor start this year. If you uh, bang the drum on this on Vikings territory, you're going to make some money, good sir. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, I'm that was a good it. take. Yeah. That was a good take. <laughs> you will make some money. I kid you not. Uh, I, I will work on that. I but do you really think Lynch will fire him if they go like seven and ten or something? <laughs> May maybe I mean they're already what two and four. Yeah, I mean two and four, and they're not going to uh, make the playoffs. But I thought just because of that, like just sterling reputation, that he is safe. It's possible he he might be safe. Um, like I said, I I think the name recognition is keeping him uh, in the spot right now. Um, just listening to a lot of local um sports talk though it's starting to to bubble and percolate that shanahan might be the problem out here with with the niners so do you endorse shanahan to the vikings um i i would i would be open to seeing it happen i I would definitely be open to seeing it happen yeah here's here's the deal i tweet this is actually kind of funny i tweeted this about three hours ago just looking at some quarterback i was looking at zimmer versus uh some of his predecessors getting ready for the roy williams uh viking show and yeah uh even with the 13 and 3 season Shanahan's win percentage is 0.443 and right next to him on the all-time coaching is chip kelly at (laughs) 0.444 so i was irresistible i had to tweet that and the very first thing that came back was somebody who copied my tweet format and said super bowl appearances one kyle shanahan zero for chip kelly so i told him dude if we're doing things by super bowl appearances let me introduce you to the minnesota vikings my friend because we can win that debate yeah Uh, we're gonna be winners (laughs) so all right so we got here's what we got out of that we got a complete commitment to kirk cousins and we got shanahan as the head coach i would love to see all three of our running backs get starter (laughs) snaps there you go zero third down work all right we're gonna do 18 yard rush we're going to do rapid fire on these final five. And so you guys just give me in a sentence or two, who is the quarterback for this team in September of 2022. All right, Cody, put you on the spot. The Detroit Lions. Jared Goff. Oh, wow. You know how bad he is? Well, how bad you know are the what, Lions? What an albatross of a contract he has. Oh, yeah. And no, nobody really cares about that one. With Cousins, it's, it's the worst thing mm-hmm. ever. But with Goff, it's like, well, he got to a Super Bowl. And it's like, here we are doing that thing again. <laughs> All right. So he's uh, Cody believes in Lionsism, which means Goff just stays there. Uh, maybe with a rookie in the wings or something. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking a reduced contract and then a rookie in the wings. He becomes a bridge quarterback. Okay. Definitely won't be there two years from now. And that would be, unless he has one of those strange like career reclamations like Rich Gannon or something, that will be what Goff does for the rest of days because he's simply not good. Like Carson Wentz is starting to show that he is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Goff has gone the opposite direction. It's not, it doesn't do him any favors that he's on the line. <laughs> he's like a Case Keenum with a bigger name. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
a Super Bowl appearance. Yes, Case Keenum, mm-hmm. which we should have had in 2017, damn it. Uh, <laughs> Wes, the quarterback of the Lions in 2022. Goff. Okay, you guys are both done. I'm saying rookie. Uh, 33.5 mil uh, <laughs> through 2025. Oh, my God. What it would just... <laughs> Uh, 33.5 which is half a mil more than what cousins is getting it's mind-boggling to think that maybe they they scream this in the lion's echo chamber but you don't hear about that one iota outside of the lion's (laughs) echo chamber he and aaron Rodgers have the same contract (laughs) oh i love it just give it to me all i absolutely love it uh this one if you guys went golf for that one this one will be easy uh wes the new orleans saints quarterback 2022 um New Orleans Saints, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Cody. uh, Good one. Cody, let's, can you outdo that? Are you sticking with Jameis? Uh, I don't think it's Jameis and I don't think it's Taysom Hill. Uh, as far (laughs) as who they can have, Jimmy Garoppolo was a very, very solid one. Um, (laughs) I would, the only other one I could think is someone like, uh, oh, we were just talking about him earlier. Mitchell Trubisky, yeah, you know, someone, someone like that. I'm going to call um, this the Mitchell Trubisky show, by the way, when I, <laughs> when I title the type. Yeah. Uh, doesn't Taysom Hill have an insane, like backloaded contract. I think this is going to be his last season there, even though I would have loved to see him get the shot. Uh, Jameis, I think is, if he continues on this trajectory, he's going to drive Sean Payton mad. Yeah. And always yeah. remember that uh, the dude from PFF said that the Vikings should trade straight up cousins for Winston about this time last year, I think. So that was, that was interesting. <laughs> Wait for Jameis Winston to throw for five touchdowns and 500 yards against Tampa Bay this week. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the Jameis thing to do. That is the streakiness. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'll stay with you, Cody, the Atlanta Falcons quarterback, September, 2022. Man, they really need to just start a new page and go with yep. the rookie. I feel like that team's young enough to get someone Kyle Pitts. He's apparently he's going, I saw a video earlier. He's moving side to side everywhere with Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan's showing him all the ropes. Let's get someone young in there that Kyle Pitts can do that with. Let's see that bond grow. So, so they should pay for their roster's not ready to be paying someone 30 million. So-and-so to Pitts coming to a television screen near you. Wes, who is the Falcons quarterback or is it just a rookie iteration? To what? To what? To what? He's the three way. If Watson winds up in Miami, uh, Tua to Atlanta would make a lot of sense. Uh, Give them a young quarterback um, with some experience and and go forward from there. And then the Texans just get this bushel of draft picks? Yeah. Okay. Uh, West, the Panthers, Darnold or new guy? Uh, probably Darnold. I, I think they're kind of married to him at least for another year. Um, after the trade, so I'll go Darnold. Cody, the Panthers. Uh, I was sad to see Watson apparently pulled out of the Panthers discussions. It's not going to be Darnold. Um, Panthers <laughs> are pretty frisky. I think they could be surprise front runners for someone like maybe Aaron Rodgers. There you go. I haven't heard that one yet. I don't know if he'd go there. Maybe it seems a little low class for him. Low, like just a <laughs> just a small like you know. Even though it's, he's in a tiny Green Bay town, the Panthers seem beneath him in the way that he mm-hmm. would see it. All right, then the final one, or for Panthers, for me, I, I got to look at Donald's contract. Is he? 
yeah. 7.5 mil through 2023. Okay, so they would have the okay, they they'd probably give it one more shot just that every time I watch him I'm like this guy isn't good. And that's just 24 years old too. Yeah. So yeah, he's got time too. I gotta, I gotta follow my own advice. All right. The last one is maybe it's easy. Maybe it's not Seattle Seahawks. Cody. Uh, definitely. I think Russell Wilson. Uh, I think the, there's a reason we haven't mentioned his name is a possible guy to go somewhere to any of these other veteran teams. Uh, Russell Wilson and Pittsburgh would be super nasty by the way. Um <laughs> But I think Russell Wilson is the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll have been hearing more whispers than ever about his job on the line. Uh, it would be monumentally stupid to move on from Russell Wilson, unless he's not there this summer and it's a full rebuild. But I, th- I don't think the Seahawks are going to do that. Russ is the one that puts those uh, butts in those seats. Yeah, unless he drops another wish list. That was what the game changer was <laughs> last February, I think. So, did y'all see that cornball out there doing the fake huddles? Yeah, the pregame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's another one that gets a pass for just being a goober. It's yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Gotta, if my quarterback tried that, it'd be like, <laughs> oh my, my nights would be so busy on Twitter. But we got a goober of enough. We don't need that shit. Yeah, we already got one that shows up with socks and his sandals and his van. <laughs> All right, Wes, take the us American away. Band. Yeah. Wes, take us away on the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, it'll more than likely be Russ. Um, Seattle's faced again with poor decision-making of the front office. Uh, they will be without their first-round pick from the – uh, Prez trade um, that pick belongs to the Jets. Um, so a little serendipity. Uh, Geno Smith, who was drafted by the Jets, is ultimately uh, in control of where the Jets will draft this uh, coming summer. So very interesting. <laughs> All right. And then on a final note, I was talking to the CEO at my daytime job, who is a humongous Cowboys fan. And, but his, his favorite part of all the NFL stuff is not the on the field stuff. It's the draft. And he informed me that the way things are shaken down, the Philadelphia Eagles will have three top 13 picks next draft. And I don't know how that factors into the quarterback discussion, but the more that the dolphins suck, the Colts are kind of fringe. Let's see what happens. And then the Eagles themselves, they could conceivably have three top 10 picks or three top 15 or so picks. So keep that mm. in mind. That's, that's pretty humongous. All right, gentlemen. Well, Cody, thanks for stopping by again, talking about all this quarterback shenanigans. We appreciate it, sir. Tell no, us I your, appreciate it. Tell us your Twitter handle one more time. Uh, FF underscore Cody Spears. Ooh. Okay. And S P E A R S. Yep. Like Brittany. <laughs> there you go. That's, there you go. That, that's the takeaway. All right, gentlemen. Uh, that's all we got for tonight. And peace. Later. Later. You are watching a master at work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.